Welcome, everybody, to the one-year anniversary episode of the Great Girls Podcast. Fucking happy we're here. <laughs> Austin, it's been a long day for both of us. Yes, it has. That's for sure. But let's talk about this. Um, <clears throat> well, let's just get right into it. So it's a year. We're here. We went from one episode to a multi-episode deal to doing two episodes and all that. But now we're kind of thinking about the possibilities of doing a third episode or a third hour, if you will. These are all just ideas. We generally don't talk about business on the show itself. But this is something I kind of want to bring the crowd into. Hold on. What the hell is this? Saying the frame rate is low. How, how, we can't control that. It's not our fault Tony's got a, a freaking Walmart graphics card. Yeah, no kidding. What's that mean? It's just going to cut out. Yay, thank you, Cody. Um, thank you for the congratulations. Yes, thank um, God. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cody was going to be a part of this. If thank you, sir. Um, if you're here and you're watching, drop messages down in the comment section so we can recognize the people that um, have been supporting us. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, um, this is kind of why we wanted to do this, too, is because, A, we've never done a live stream yet. So for those of you that aren't going to be able to see this or... You are not going to watch all of it, miss it for whatever reason. It will be available Monday as usual at 6 a.m. This is just kind of a special deal we wanted to do because, again, we've never done a live streaming thing before, so we figured why not? We'll just get right into it. Um, <clears throat> maybe down the road we'll do more of these. I don't know. Yeah, if, if, if y'all like this, and definitely, especially once we move into the house where we yes. have a, we'll have an actual we'll have, we'll have studio set up. Mm. Oh, my kids. Uh, high chairs in the background is very beautiful. Um, <laughs> but, no, what we want to do really is... Uh-oh, hers is upset. That would be Miss Aubrey. No, you're fine, babe. Um, I was going to try to fill up the bottle, but she doesn't want me to leave. <laughs> you're fine. Um, we can't control that. I mean, Got a chunky baby. Chunky baby. She's hungry. But, uh, anyway... Yeah, we're, we're talking about the possibility of going into another episode or a live one, but I think what we're really wanting to focus on for you guys is cutting away or getting away from making one episode about politics and then the other about just fun. I think we're going to get rid of that idea and kind of just go by year. So we'll do one episode could be more politics than anything. It doesn't really matter. I don't want to plan it anymore. I kind of want to get into just doing pretty much whatever we want one episode can be all politics the other one could just be whatever right i kind of don't like doing the whole one's political trying to put constraints on ourselves is i think hurting the quality of the show um secondly this is no salt it's potato it's not fake msg yeah it's not someone told me that there this was fake msg i thought it was and this is fake salt it's potassium instead of sodium so it's good if you are going to lose your feet to diabetes. So, okay. Or high blood pressure. Um, or high blood pressure. Thank you. Yeah, so thank Even you. Even though there are no, there's no scientific proof that sodium and high blood pressure. Right. <laughs> um, but Shut damn, uh, a whole year now, we haven't been canceled yet. We've been in trouble a few times. We've been blocked a few times, too. Uh, well, I'm sick of this thing coming up constantly. Go away. Whatever. It's not, it's not, not going to say it's not going to hurt anybody being that, but I just ignore it. No, no. What what's Cody got? Cody's saying, "Let it flow." Absolutely. That's what we're going to keep doing. Um, 
basically, I kind of want to get in more trouble is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> So what I love is that when we started this, uh, I'm going to go back like, story time. When we had started this, um, originally, I let's see, this goes back years, actually. I've been wanting to do a podcast for such a long time. I believe you were already doing one before me. Right. Right. You guys were already. Okay, so they were doing that. Uh, I wanted to for the longest time. A lot of inspiration came from Joe Rogan, all these other people, but where I was like, okay, this has got to really happen, was the part where I was listening to a podcast about horror films, and I was like, okay, now I'm definitely going to do it. But I still didn't know where to begin, where to go, and then I talked to a good friend of mine. We did the uh, John and Tony or a Mexican and a Puerto Rican, which we had to remove because we got in trouble for it. So then I went to John and Tony, and then over time we stopped doing it for whatever reason. We're both married and have kids, so it just didn't work out. And uh, John said something to me that made sense now is sometimes you have to have that inspiration. And he wasn't feeling it anymore. He was like, I just don't, I don't want to do it because I'm not, right. not feeling it. I'm not happy. And I was like, okay, I understand that. I didn't at the time, but now I do because we have episodes where I'm like, this just isn't working tonight, you know. But then I decided, okay, I'll start my own. But I already had you on for the first one. Then I was like, let's have him on for another one. And then it became to the point where I didn't even have to say it. I was like, I think this is more our show than anything. But coming up with a name was uh, the most difficult part. I was like, where, where do we go? How do we, how do we figure out a name? And I think, if I remember correctly, the idea of the Great Girth Podcast came up because we were thinking about how do we stand out different and not make right. it Tony and Austin. And Austin just said. It's the great curse. <laughs> I thought it was the dumbest thing ever, but then I was like saying it in my head, and I was like, dude, that's actually perfect. Yeah, I said it as a joke. <laughs> Guys, I said this is a joke, and we were walking into King Supers to get stuff like chicken wings or something. And we're walking through the halls, and Tony's going, Great girl, that's kind of actually funny. Yeah, it, it's it <laughs> the, stuck with me. And the whole time, like, aisle after aisle, we're both like, Yeah, that is kind of funny. And we're like, You know what? It's stuck. Yeah, and it, it became something where I was like, I think this is going to be the official name. And so then after we had done a few episodes as just the, what did I call it? When I originally started this, it was a Tony Trujillo um, canceled or something like that. That was yeah. It was something along those lines. Canceling but Tony. Canceling Tony. God, I'm glad you remember. I fucking forgot. Because I went into it automatically thinking this is our show anyway. And that's when I was like, I got to get rid of that title and we can't call it canceling tony and austin it's just it's too close to john and tony and all the other stuff i had done so uh let, let's see here hold on we got some more people my wife is being a smart ass right now <laughs> i'm honestly surprised y'all haven't been canceled i am too actually i've been I'm in not, so much trouble not gonna lie i'm surprised we didn't get canceled right after we made fun of chris Benoit, to be completely honest and then cody says it was a broad subject Cody, I'm gonna need you to leave. <laughs> no, it wasn't very. We were like, we got to be like right here, because everyone else is up here, but we're just starting out like down here. And I was like, let's be like this. I think at that time I had the tr- I had the um, F-150, and so and what what did we do? That was I don't remember what we did, but we did something. Where we hopped in the truck, and the truck just the whole suspension went down because the two of us <laughs> both got in. Well, that's what had happened. Oh. A live video signal. God damn it. My apologies, folks. There it is. It's back. This computer sucks. Um, <laughs> the good news is, is when we cut this and release it, it'll right. be much better. Um, thanks, guys, for holding on with us and being patient. But, yeah, we had gotten into your truck. That was before. No, no, no. That was when you had the camper. Yeah. Yeah, you added the camper to the back. And I was like, hey, let's do it in your camper 
first. Let's try that. And it worked out great, actually. The first episode is by far our most viewed one because obviously that was like the first one, so everyone's going to see that. But yeah, the first one we did in my camper. Right, with my dumb friend Aaron, so that was fun. And then we also... God, what happened? We uh, we recorded with just my phone, kind of like we're doing now, but at the time, the phone I had was shittier, so it was bad microphone. Everything about it is bad, actually. If you listen to it now, it sounds like shit. It's probably one of the worst-sounding episodes we've ever done, but... Again, it's the first episode, and the numbers we got on that one were greater than they are now. Right. <laughs> That's something that I'm like, God damn, what the hell happened? But I, it shows that people were interested at first, especially because we did have a lot of fans from John and Tony. We had like 46 different people talking to us all the time. And they were let down that we weren't going to continue it because I had said, I don't know where it's going, but I'm going to start my own thing. That's when it became that, and then we started doing our show. And I saw people kind of cut down basically down the middle they're like yeah we don't like what's being said here but it's because me and john did something differently ours was just off the wall humor but me and him were kind of the same it wasn't a different it wasn't a mix like you and i are which is what makes us perfect but we're not very different either that's why i think it works out too did it get political at times yeah it still does a lot of what we do is political now so i kind of ran with it and i thought why not we'll just keep it going from there i like the way it's I like the way it's going. Numbers are a weird thing. I don't like discussing that on shows and I'm not going to, but I like where we've gone and I'm happy to those that have supported us and are still there. We have people that listen to us that don't like us. I still appreciate that because that means that they're taking the time to view it. Right. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that part. It's, it's weird thinking about it in retrospect. I'm like, man, we had a lot of people that supported it then, but now it's gone quite back with that because i think a lot of it was john and i weren't really talking politics we were talking about social stuff which is a hot topic too but you and i go all in on politics and not just our opinions but we also like to produce facts for certain things and that's what pisses people off too and we've had no problem calling people out on those issues and also one of the things i think that it is is that we are we i think one of our mistakes has been fragmenting the episodes yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think that from now on, now that we're going to stop making these individual... Instead of having these individual episodes that we limit ourselves and what we could talk about, I think it's going to be better for us now that we're just going to say screw it and just... Yeah, um, just go on. Just talk about what the hell we want to talk about. Yeah, we're going to go back to basics, how we used to do it. Um I think that is what kind of messed us up because that's where I started seeing a divide. For the longest time when Friday was the Wednesday show, we had more viewers than on just that particular episode. And it felt like our flagship show was becoming nothing. Then we switched to Friday and somehow the Friday show became like the non-existent show. And that's how it's felt for a long time for me because the issue is, is I don't always want to talk about politics. And then I started getting into this habit of talking about politics anyway on the fun show. And so I've been thinking maybe we should go back to how we were doing it, which was two episodes. They're not different from each other. They're different in their own way, but there's not going to be a set subject. Yeah. And the thing is, is that like when we talk politics, we're not, there are some episodes where we get a little heavy and we, we talk about like data yeah. and we talk about like truth and all this, this stuff. But 
We're never in these conversations. We're usually not in these conversations very deep. We're scratching surface level to uh, yeah. gripe opinions. And I think a lot of people appreciate that. And But it's far more entertaining when we're able to interweave that into... Yeah, the funny stuff. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, we've gone from talking about Reagan, Bush, Obama, anything from that to socialism all the way to X-Men. Or which Xbox was our favorite, which game was our favorite. That I liked doing when it was all mixed up because at first it was cool to do a political episode, but it became hard because... Everything is on the news constantly, and people already hear about it. And I'm yeah. pretty sure they don't want to just tune in for one show where they're going to get that. And it was so hard to stay restrained like that. There were episodes where we did good, but I think most of the time I kind of felt like, I don't want to talk about something else, actually. <laughs> so I'm glad that we're going to go back on that a little bit. Um, one thing, though, I think that would be cool is later down the road, add a third episode when we get more viewers uh there's like one person watching this right now it's probably cody cody thank you sir uh i'm not gonna lie the quality probably sucks with this computer but for those of you that are still listening even after a year we thank you oh and i'd like to take this time actually to do a little shout out to myself austin has the genius mind of putting all the episodes in the past from my grave shift podcast onto our greatgirthpodcast.com page so if you go to greatgirthpodcast.com, go to home, you'll see the selection for it. You can listen to all the past episodes. I wasn't really going to talk about this because it's this is supposed to be a different yeah, thing. Go on there, find the tab that says Grave Shift, click there, and, then and every episode is going to be right there. So once you finish watching the new episode of The Great Girth, then you can go over and watch yeah. the new episode of Night Shift. Right. Or, uh, <laughs> swing. <laughs> swing shift. It's great. Lobster oh. shift. <laughs> Scary time. That's, that's Scary. happening. But uh, I don't really want to get too much into that. I will say that I kind of gave up on that for a while, but it's back now. I'm not going to give anyone a set date on when the next episode's coming. It's coming. That's all I can tell you. Now, aside from that, I think it's cool that we're here after a year because... Anyone that starts a podcast can tell you they kind of want to give up midway through or somewhere down the line because, as you notice, there's times where you're like, nobody's listening, and then everybody's listening, or so on and so forth. But the thing is, is for me, I like doing this. This is fun. This is something I want to do. I'm not trying to use it as a cash cow or whatever. It's something I like doing, and I want to show my appreciation and give back to the viewers. So I thought this would be a great way to do it. Yeah, and um, I think what a lot of people don't understand is how much work it actually is it's to plan two shows every week and to record two shows every week. That's yeah. That's when the you work thing. forty hours and you have two kids, and I work forty hours at my regular job, plus I have my consulting, yeah. plus I have um, volunteer work. Um, well, and everything varies too. You know, like we have our schedules are very different. That's the hardest part. I got to be up freaking dirt early during the week. You got to be up early in the weekends. So it's difficult. And then we try not to go over our time, which we set as an hour. Because remember, in the past, we were doing like two, three hour episodes. I think our longest one's like three hours and 45 minutes, which those were fun. But we kept seeing people dropping off after 45 to 50 minutes. So yeah, it's just too long. That's the thing. And I like to set these up based on people's commute. I like that we're at Monday and Friday. The issue, I think, with it is, though, is that that's a, quite a big gap. And 
Monday is probably a more active episode because let's be honest, Friday everyone's out. So, but plus I, I honestly think Monday is our best episode almost oh yeah. every single week. Oh yeah, Monday is usually where we get a lot of good viewers. I mean, Friday's been a struggle because we've figured out that a lot of it has to do with just dedicating that one episode to just politics. So I think that's kind of a good thing we're running on. <clears throat> but aside from that, those were just the announcements I had to put in. Something we want to work on again as a third hour. That'll come sometime down the road. We are going to start dismantling the idea of a Friday show being dedita- dedicated to politics. It won't change in the sense that it's the Friday show. We'll still call it that. It seems special, but really it's going to be just another episode where we can have fun, talk politics, and pretty much everything else. So we're not limiting ourselves and boring the shit out of you guys. They're definitely watching this like, damn, Austin really does yawn a lot during these episodes. You guys can't see this until now, but I, I do a lot of this, too. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> tired. My head hurts. But, and normally we're not sitting like this. Normally we're both at our computers, hunched over the it's computer. It's like far apart, yeah. Like, I'll be on mine, and I'm sitting there leaning back, screwing off on my phone, <laughs> talking to you at the same time. But when we're in person, it's a whole lot easier to do because then it feels like we are having a conversation together as opposed yeah, to being our, apart. Our shows are our best shows are when we're together in the same room it's easier actually to, speaking to each other it's it's easier to feed off each other's energy we're both right. we both are the kind of people that we um reflect the energy that's put into a conversation right so we're both reflecting the same energy um it, it just makes for the better a better show because we're not trying to right constantly build the energy back up that's what I think, too. And plus, it's easier to hold a conversation when we're right here. I just realized I have Conway Twitty hair. Conway Twitty. I have to keep putting my hat on and off because I do this all the time when we record, but it gets hot. And so then I move this shit around and I'm like, I'm just going to get rid of it. But I got a bowl cut. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stay away from that. <clears throat> but thank you guys for paying attention and still being there, all two of you. Uh, <laughs> there's times where I see, like, we get really weird gaps in numbers. Some are, like, super short and some are freaking big. One of them that's big that recently we got to talk about is the episode where we did talks about reviving The Seeker with Mr. Cody. That may be coming back because not only do we get good feedback from that, so did he. As well as, yeah, as well as their movement. And there's been some updates on it. There's a lot of news. So, Cody, if you're still listening to this, we'd like to have you on board again for another episode. I would actually like to have a lot of people back that... We had so you know chance. Um, when we started with him, it was really just he was my buddy. And I wanted him to kind of be a part of the process, but like me, he didn't have a lot to add unless we were talking about something that we had a lot of passion of. So for whatever reason, that kind of dropped off the earth, and he, he would come in sporadically. So that's kind of what I'm hoping to do again. We had Colin on a few times. I loved having him on because he's so over the top. Uh, we did have. Catrice on once when we talked about wrestling. I'd love to have her back. And speaking of which, another ex-wrestler that used to wrestle with her, my stepdad, Joe, he said he's interested. But really, it just depends on the topic and when we could do it. We're willing to reschedule with people. It's just that we always try to set these on schedule. You know, like we do them recording Saturday, Monday night, but that doesn't always work because as we've covered, things get hard. We've had a lot of people. We had a friend of mine named Brandon. We had... Good old Uncle Ted on. We had Austin's dad on. That was a really good one. Yeah, I think that is one of our top. Yeah. that's a, And it's one of our heavy, heavy episodes. Yeah, when they get really dark, I notice a lot of people listen to it. 
I also notice that you guys like to go off of the titles because when I make it something silly and stupid, we get a lot of clicks, but then when I make it something that's in reference to what we're talking about, we'll get a lot of clicks then too. But when it's something completely dumb, it doesn't always work out that way. Like anytime I include our names in the title, those episodes for some reason don't have a lot of views. But something like uh, with your dad, if I remember, I called it Platoon Days. And that's a reference to what? Both, well, a bunch of different war movies. If you're a war fanatic and you read the description, you're going to want to see it. Same thing with um, uh, Brandon. I had called it, uh, it was it was named after the bill we were talking about, about gun restriction. Oh, yeah. I mean, that draws people in too. Or one of our best episodes was the Fahrenheit 2021 because that, that references the, the novel of right. those as well as what's going on. And I think that's like clickbait in a sense. Some episodes we struggle with when I give them stupid ass names. Like we did one uh, I called uh, Fear fear and Stroking and Throat Cone Creamery. The reason I called it that is because we covered multiple topics under that episode. And I threw it together like, that. Oh, this will be funny. And it worked for a bit, but it was also kind of stupid. I was like, eh, I got to take these fucking things seriously. But I have too much fun at the same time. Like, I love when we have episodes where we're bullshitting and then we're serious. It's like up and down, up and down. That I really love, but it is hard to sit here and talk constantly about Biden or whatever problem is going on in the world. Like, we talk about socialism a lot. That's because we're dedicated to the topic. The problem is I think people get tired of hearing it, too. I don't know if you're like me, but I like to listen to podcasts to get away from politics, to get away from business talk, things like that. So that's what I aim for, too, and I'm noticing a lot of people love the wrestling segments we're doing. I try to limit that, though, because then we get way too into it, and we're not a wrestling podcast. But I've incorporated it. I I think our wrestling segments are somewhat better than a lot of other because you like, know, and care about wrestling. I have very surface-level understanding and knowledge of it. That makes it interesting. But it makes it interesting because I could be the audience member be like, well, what the hell are you talking about there, blah, blah, blah. That's why I do it as a rundown. Like, I tell people what I'm talking about because if I jump into it, not everyone knows wrestling that much like there's people that will listen they're like hey i'm liking it but i have no fucking idea who roman reigns is i'm like that's okay no one does but (laughs) but now that we're on the wrestling topic something i did want to discuss as a quick rundown aew did their grand slam um episode it was supposed it's kind of like it was hyped up like a pay-per-view in a sense but it's not so it was at the ash arthur arena and they had like twenty one thousand. it's their first twenty one thousand uh sellout crowd right it was also the dream match of Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. I was going to record it and tell you to watch it. Matter of fact, I think I did. You got to see this match, dude. I'm going to spoil the ending, though, just so you know what you're getting into. It ends in a draw. I know, I was disappointed, but dude, this fucking match has you on your your seat. I'm like, oh my god. These guys probably hit their finishing move at least nine times on each other and just kick it out. There's energy, they're low. There's energy, they're low. There was no cheating of any sort. It was just that they were whooping the shit out of each other, and then it got super intense. The ref is like, oh, shit, time's up, 20 minutes, and people were like, oh, fuck. That, that sucks, but it also was like, oh, dude, there's such good energy in this match. It's probably one of the best matches I've seen. Yeah, but it's, it's going to be the, oh, they didn't get a finish, so there's our a next rematch. pay-per-view. It's going to be, yeah, most likely. The headline is this rematch or whatever. Most likely, that's what I think is going to happen. I kind of figured they would switch because... I didn't see Brian losing his first match. I didn't. I did I had no doubt in my mind he was going to win. But then I was sitting there thinking they have figured out 
that with Kenny Omega and the Elite, they've hit gold. Like, you can hate them all you want. I certainly think they're annoying, but they're like the modern-day NWO. And how are you going to cancel that right away? So I was like, I don't know how this is going to end. I figured it was going to be disqualification, which is like the shittiest way to end something. Right. But they didn't. It went into overtime, and then they called it, which, like I said, sucked, but... It was a great match. It's something that you got to check out. If you guys haven't seen it, it was awesome. I, I loved it. It was easily the best match of that card. It was probably Brian's, Brian Danielson's best match of all time. That match was good. And he's old, man. He's like 40-something. But he was whooping ass, and he was all over the place. He was fucking flying, dude. I'd never seen anyone his age fly like that. I was like, damn. It's like he never left, right. in a sense. I feel like at WWE, they were slowing him down. And he mentions that a little bit, that he wanted to do more, but with his age, there's a lot of restriction. Kenny Omega is not that far away from him, though, and he is, without a doubt, one of the greatest wrestlers alive today. So that match was great. It's just the ending is like, fuck, now we got to wait. But we're not waiting too far either, because even though they only do four pay-per-views a year, uh, the next one's November 13th. And the reason they do four is because it's a build-up process. I'm not going to lie. When it comes to like WWE, I don't like that there's a pay-per-view every month. Because they become meaningless. There's right. no build-up. There's no story. What's that is with baseball and basketball games. There's so this many baseball baseball shit. There's so many baseball games that it's freaking useless to watch a baseball game. Jesus. There's 156 <laughs> baseball games. Austin hates baseball if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> I like the sport of baseball. I hate the MLB. The setup, yeah. And I'm also a Rockies fan, so, uh-huh. you know, that's absolute torture. I can get with that. Because the Rockies are like, oh, we got this awesome player. <laughs> and it's the end of the year we traded him. No, he's out. We... Nolan Arenado. Uh, done. Good Nolan on. Arenado, best infielder in the game. You know what? Traded him. Yeah. Oh, uh, you like Trevor Story, the best short, maybe the best, one of the best shortstops in uh, baseball? Yeah, we're going to trade him. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the Rocky. Bud Black should be fired. Oh, my God. Jesus. But that's what I'm saying when it comes to the pay-per-views. I'm like, dude, one a month, it's so boring. Nobody cares. So it's cool that the AEW does, like, four of them. Shoo, shoo, Pretty super soon, slam. though. <laughs> super slam. I like his fucking no face. Super motherfucking slam in his house. house. <laughs> no super fucking slam. But uh, there's rumor... That Bray Wyatt is going to AEW. It's kind of been like a right. proven thing, but they haven't said it. Supposedly, there's rumor he's going to debut on this upcoming AEW Dynamite. I don't see it happening, though. It's just not It's not great. He'll probably show up at the next pay-per-view. That's what's going to happen. Someone said that AEW's become a WWE's retirement home. That's what they keep saying. <laughs> yeah, like, I've heard so many shit-talkers. Like, I got into it with a guy on Facebook who was like... Uh, Oh, these are all WWE rejects. And I'm like, how, though? They all made WWE amazing. If anything, a lot of them quit or they were let go. It's unfortunate. Like, um, there's a lot of hate on WWE. I don't hate WWE. But to me, it's very apparent when they say we're a Broadway act. We're not professional wrestling. AEW is professional wrestling. That's where you get to see a lot of actual wrestling. But WWE is more drama-based. So there's got to be more story. The problem I have with that, though, is they, they make it more of a theater act than anything. Yes, they have the better production value, but um, I'm not really going to go into a full rundown. Let's just say this. If you haven't seen AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, 
check it out. You can probably watch it on TNT. It's free. It was a regular episode. It was not a pay-per-view, but it had the hype of one. It was badass. CM Punk was there on the second night. Beat uh, Will Hobbs, some big motherfucker off the show you. He's kind of like the black version of Brian Cage. <laughs> so Did that he was also dress up like a Transformer? No, no, Brian Cage hasn't been around, actually. They screwed him with the whole storyline of him fighting with his homie, and he hasn't been around since. But what I've noticed with AEW is they do that with a lot of them. There's so much talent that Well, it's really expensive to charge that battery every time you just gotta come <laughs> battery. <laughs> do my kids. Yes. Um, <laughs> Dude, the way my shoulders are cutting off, it looks like I'm on a green screen. Like you going like this? Look that. And they're like, Where, where's the fat one? He's <laughs> back. We were going to do a uh, food testing tonight. We were going to do... Um, we were going to eat a bunch of different pizzas and kind of determine which one was the more uh, better pizza, but that didn't quite work out. Every pizza I ordered to pick up these pizzas within no, five-minute increments of each other on my way to this man's house. And I showed up at the first one. They said it's not ready yet. I was like, okay, you sucks to be you. You're not in a competition anymore. Drove to the next one. They said they weren't ready. I said, okay, you're not done. Go to the second one. No, third one, still not rested. Screw it. I called everybody. Like, Papa John's killed it for all of y'all. You're screwed. <laughs> we're not buying pizzas from you anymore. At least we weren't trying chicken because that meant we would have to try KFC. And, like, we both fucking hate KFC. It's gross. But because we didn't do that, I thought I'd make up for it by discussing movies. That's something I think we both love doing a lot. Um, did you see they made a meme video of a knockoff trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home? And... Andrew Garfield shows up and saves Tom Holland's character. These are all edited from the movies. Right. But they were like, we got to go to somebody. And they're like, they get to his house and it's Andrew Garfield. Or it's uh, Tobey Maguire. turns around like... And I was like, that's from Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I thought it was real for a second. I was like, wait a minute. This all looks familiar. What the fuck? I was so mad. But Andrew Garfield's going around saying people are going to be freaking greatly disappointed. I'm not in this. I wonder what that's about. Tobey Maguire hasn't said shit. He's quiet about it. He's not shying away from it either, though. He, like, winks about it, grins, you know. Like, he's playing it up for sure, but Andrew well, Garfield's, I'm, like, begging people not to think he's in it. Well, I, well see, what I think is going to happen is I'm starting more and more to believe that they're not going to be in it. Right, it's going to build up towards they are, th- This movie's going to end with him getting sucked into some cross-dimensional universe and the next Spider-Man movie is him hopping these universes right. to pick up other Spider-Man. Yeah, and they'll dive into it. Then it'll be like a trilogy, basically. Yep, yeah, and then the third episode, they'll come back to um, Tom Holland's um, and beat all the villains all together. Right. They did say that, well, they confirmed that Tom Hardy's Venom ties into those. I don't know how, but did you hear about Topher Grace, though? saying that he wanted to be a part of it like it was uh, so weird dude. they like, left him out well what it was was he's like oh yeah i'm in it my venom is in it i team up with a spider-man we fight batman and superman uh, <laughs> people were like this guy's either being a prick disrespectful or he's stupid as shit like that or it's gonna be the greatest crossover that would be <laughs> fucking cool like i've always wanted a marvel dc movie could you could you imagine but... if freaking um melina comes over the freaking wall and just get Roundhouse punched by freaking Henry Cavill. <laughs> like, ah, what the fuck? And he's just like standing tall. Freaking, he's laying on the ground. He's like, wrong universe, retard. Are you still excited for the new Batman movie? Yeah. I'm a little like, I don't, know, I don't have a lot of faith in it. That first trailer was cool. 
They released another one that I thought looked kind of stupid. See, my issue is when they release trailers, they give away too much in a lot of them. See, my, my thing is my excitement for any movie has just plummeted. Except for the Spider-Man movie, I'm still super pumped. October 15th, Halloween Kills. I have been like, oh my god, for a year, two years now. And they released a new trailer. People were doing the same thing bitching about like how they're giving away too much. And I'm like, dude, if any of you have been following this, they didn't give away enough. Like, there are so much secrets they have in the back. But they're giving out little fragments. Because the story is with this is it's going to tie into a third movie that's already been announced. They're already filming for it or whatever. So... I'm excited for it, but people were bitching, and I thought about it long and hard. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see it in theaters to support the actors, the directors, the movie theater itself. That's something I'm big on. The thing is, is like every movie's coming out on a streaming service now, so I keep going to that instead. And it's understandably so. It's right there. It's cheaper. But to me, Halloween is a big deal. I'm a freaking Halloween fanatic. I got like director's cuts, lost footage cuts. Like I've got it. Everything you can think of, I have the whole series in a box office set that is no longer in print. I've got it all. I'm a big fan, so I'm like, to me, this is a big deal. I'm going to go see it in theater. I probably shouldn't because I could save money, but I got to go because I know that not a lot of people will. So I'll have the theater to myself. I've seen it happen. We went and saw Quiet Place 2, and it was a great movie, but there was like 10 other people. (laughs) Everybody was at home watching it the next month. Because Paramount did something smart. They were like, we'll wait a little bit before we release it. Right. But what we're seeing now is all these actors are actually suing these platforms. Yeah. Um, because that's not in the deal. She's not. Black, Black, Black Widow is not Black Widow anymore. Yeah, and that movie sucked. I watched it and I was like. Oh, well, I waited though until it was free. I haven't watched it yet. It, is it free missing. yet? It is, yeah. On Disney Plus? Yeah, I watched it free. Oh, oh wait, shoot. Did I watch it on Voodoo? It was free for me, I know that. Oh, you know what? I remember now. So I have access to my old friend's Voodoo account. He hasn't changed anything, even though he hates me. <laughs> so I went on there and he rented it. I was like, cool. And he rented it two minutes ago because it showed that he was already watching it. I was like, well, he's getting booted. So I was watching it. I finished it, but I just didn't I didn't enjoy it. I think the main reason why is I'm, I'm kind of like a, an asshole because I don't really care for Scarlett Johansson. She's hot, but... I've, I've heard mixed. I've heard some people say it's... It's a bad movie. It's just it's not bland. Great. Yeah, that's the thing is it was really boring. I was like, hmm. They have so much potential here. There's so much they can do. And they didn't. You like, know, it's like, uh, all right, whatever. But, you know, I've seen worse. I mean, anyone that bitches about a Marvel movie has never, ever seen Daredevil with Ben Affleck. That's a terrible fucking movie. But, like... Yeah, it's real bad. See, Almost I love as it, though. bad as Elektra. No, no, that's worse. Like... <laughs> That movie, I always forget it exists. Electra is putrid. You know what's uh, really shitty, too? The Ghost Rider movies. First one was awful, right? But I saw it as a kid, so I was like, it was okay. I can't wait for another one. Another one comes out ten times worse. How do you go from, like, that to that? You know what I mean? I was, yeah, but to be fair to Nicolas Cage's um, Ghost Rider, not, did you watch no. any Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I did, actually. There's an actress named Chloe Bennett that's on there that I'm, like, majorly in love with. The, um... The set in like the fourth or fifth season, they introduced the Ghost Rider. Right, and it is so bad. Now people know what my kid looks like when they hear her screaming on each episode. <laughs> um, sorry, but no, like put a face to the sound. Uh-huh. <sighs> put a face to the torture, dude. We're about to get off topic, but I posted on Facebook today that Chanel had never seen ET. 
I am so pissed off. Right, I was mad. I was like, you've never fucking seen E.T. How have you not seen E.T.? People who don't like it have seen it. Like, come on. And it's a good movie. And then I bought it on Voodoo and I watched it today like a kid again. I was like, oh my god. And I started looking at Aubrey and I was like, Aubrey hungry. Because like, <laughs> that kid's like an alien, dude. She's a monster. Elliot. But anyway, back to... So, no, no, no. I remember I saw it and it looked bad. The ghostwriter there, the actor did a better job... But he's working with what he has, which isn't much. Well, I mean, and like then they the just like scrap it, like that's out of here. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> oh, this is the ghostwriter, by the way. Like this isn't working, so we're done. Oh, he doesn't it. ride a motorcycle anymore. He drives a freaking like '56 Chevelle. <laughs> and didn't they take the chain away? If I remember correctly, no, he, he has not? the oh, chain. Got, okay, I was gonna say, how do you remove that? That's like long, long time ago. Yeah, and then he and like Agent Coulson fight. And you're like, okay, Coulson's cool, but Coulson's a dude. This is a literal demigod. Like, yeah, like that doesn't work. I mean, Coulson was cool, but what sucked is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they explain how he didn't die, right? Because remember, he dies right. in Thor. Okay, so I missed something then because I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, wait. Yeah, it's the whole, spoilers for, it's the whole Tahiti thing where they used Kree, yeah. they used Kree blood to okay. um, sustain him. And that then, makes sense. And then they like used... Um, a computer program uh, okay. to so rewrite his brain so he'd forget revived. that he was um, revived. That's so weird to me. But though. he dies in the yeah he in, dies in Thor the first one right. Well no he dies in he dies in Avengers. That's right. Um yeah he gets stabbed by Loki and that's like the biggest thing I hear people say who hate Marvel um, Ages of Shield is that the entire launch point for the Avengers even starting is Coulson dying. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. revived him, so he's, not, him, dead so he's not dead anymore. So he's not dead anymore. So they're saying that completely undermines the entirety of the, of the rest of the um, MCU because they revived him. But I heard people say that, too, about, um, like, similar to Infinity Wars. Or, yeah, it was Infinity Wars came first, then Endgame, right? Infinity yeah. Wars, he snaps his finger. Most of them disappear. And people were pissed about it, but they were like, well, that is what brings our closure to Endgame, that's where it's different. And I was like, well, I can understand where people are upset, but it kind of had to happen because it makes sense. Sometimes characters have to die for something to make sense. You can't have somebody become the Punisher and his family was never massacred. Right. You can't have and, his best friend get massacred. Like, and, the, and the people who get upset because, oh... I had people who were upset about um, Infinity War. Like, oh, it ended sad. Movies aren't supposed to end sad. Yeah, they are. It's the best one. Like, what are you talking about? Empire Strike Back. I bet you the great one of the greatest movies of all time, Empire. Fucking sad. Yeah. Horribly sad. And this was Marvel's um, Empire. Empire. Well, it was stronger because I saw both of them. I thought that the Infinity Wars, as much as I don't really like Marvel, I thought that was a better one than Endgame. Endgame was cool because it's the the closure you're waiting for. But I thought here's the thing. Um, Endgame is a really good movie. Okay, Infinity War is an amazing movie, but the reason why Endgame is so much more important to me is because I watched every Marvel movie, two Marvel movies oh, every yeah. year for what was it, fifteen, sixteen years? Yeah, because they started the first one, uh, Iron Man. In 2007. Yeah, so it's been going and going and going. And I've watched every Marvel movie come out in theaters on the day it right. launched. So it's been And the entire 
their entire time they're saying um, in Avengers, um, Captain America catches his shield. They do the spin, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he and you go there. He's gonna say it. He's gonna say it, and he doesn't say it. Like, and then fuck. <laughs> and then in um, Age of Ultron, he says Avengers, and it cuts. Yeah, and you're like you mother. Mm. And then it stops. You're like, son of a, I gotta wait now. Then in Endgame, or in Infinity War, he's he. They're not together. They're not. So there's no room for him to say. And I mean, the, my favorite. This is now my favorite scene in all of cinematic history. When freaking Captain America cinches his freaking um, shield down on his broken arm, and Cap stands up to. Um, Thanos and his entire army, which is just so much payoff of him saying, I'll fight no matter who I have to fight. I could do this all day. This is Cap's thing is he will stand up against anything, no matter how big and how beaten he is. Yeah. And you see it. The camera pans out. See an army and you see and and no one would um, for no one would even shake him, shake a paw at if Cap would have just collapsed. Right. He stood up cinched it down and stood ready and you're like oh my god that's Captain America but like this is unsurmountable right and then you see the first you see the and the, the callbacks in this freaking um, scene alone where the um, portal starts to open up and you hear on your left which is a callback to Winter Soldier yeah and Falcon comes through and you see portal after portal after portal after portal and then Wong comes out and stands next to um Stands right next to Doctor Strange, and he goes, "Is that everybody?" He goes, "What is this not enough?" Uh, which right. is a callback to Doctor Strange, and everybody's in. And Spider Man does the does the iconic landing, and Cap like cinches it back down, and Iron Man comes and lands next to him. And you're like, "Oh my god, this is gonna happen!" Finally, yeah. And Captain America goes, "Avengers reaches." Hammer catches braces, assemble and charges, and I to this day I don't know what happened to me, but I became a five year old little boy over again, and I audibly <laughs> when he did it, and everybody else I've never seen amount of full grown men and women yeah. in a movie theater giggle like six year olds, right? Were screaming at a movie. Yeah, the movie, it, the the the, atta- the emotional attachment that it added to that movie, as well as how important how important all those movies have been right. throughout my entire life, accumulated right there and paid off. I I can I cannot express how impressive, how absolutely impressive that string of movies where. Kevin Feige oversaw this string of movies. Yeah. Not a single one of them is objectively a horrible movie. Right. There are three or four that are far weaker than all the others. Like the first Captain America is pretty... Like the first Captain America is a good movie, but when you compare it to like Winter to Soldier, ones, yeah. it's weak. Thor 2 is probably the only movie that's not a good movie. Yeah. Um, Thor 2 is a super mediocre boring movie I had a hard time sitting through it the first one was funny to me but see I know where you're coming from because I'm I'm a little bit older than you so for me I have that love 
for what a lot of people would call the the '90s Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's not really '90s. It came out like in the two, early 2000s, but because we're from the '90s, that's why it's different. But it's the you know the first. It's Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. It's Wesley Snipes Blade. Tom Jane is the Punisher. Nicholas Cage's Ghost Rider. We've had these for so long. Granted, they're not good movies. Some of them are okay. Well, some of them are all right. But Spider-Man Two may be the greatest. I'm biased. I love the Punisher. All things Spider Man Two, maybe number one. Spider Man Two is my top. Is in my top five favorite. Like I think for me, it's the Punisher, uh, Blade, Spider Man, Spider Man Two, and then people hate me for this a lot. But the Incredible Hulk, Edward Norton. But that's more considered an MCU film because that's what it was intended to be. It doesn't get the acceptance. Yeah, it's also a. um, It's kind of a transformation film. And, and Kevin Feige also didn't oversee the production. It's different. Um, Mark Ruffalo's not in it. It is as far away from a Marvel film as you can be while still being a Marvel film. Right. It doesn't become Marvel film until after the end. That's when you see, okay, this ties into Tony Stark and all that. So, I mean, it's not really considered a Marvel film, but it, it is in a sense. It's just, it's different. It's definitely not a good one in terms of what you have now i thought it was better than hulk the angley movie we got in 04 or whatever it was that movie was dark well we've depressing. never had a good we've never really had a good hulk movie, movie. yeah I'm saying and, hulk's and the, not getting one. The, the sad part is is hulk will never get a good movie because hulk is not a good character by well, himself that's how i feel about fantastic four i'm like man they're never gonna get no, a movie. well i th- I think we can get a good Fantastic Four. They better do it right this time. But Fuck. the thing is, I just want one of these people who did... who's Whoever the director of Modern... Or F is for Family. Or Bob's Burgers. One of those oh, guys. Yeah. I want one of them to do a Fantastic I love, Four. I love F is for Family. There was supposed to be an episode. I don't think they ever did it, but there was an episode of It's Always Sunny. Or there was a, a concept episode where they were going to... Make them the Fantastic Four, basically. And I was like, that would be fucking hilarious. That's freaking Arrested Development. When he walks yeah. in, he goes, Honey, where are you? Daddy's home. And he's get his rocks <laughs> off. Line. <laughs> what are you doing right now? And they chase him around. Dude, that episode is funny. I think my favorite Arrested Development episode, though, is when... Is it the end of the original series where they're on the boat and the dad gets arrested finally? I think that's what it was. Yeah, because Job is on there. He does a trick and forgets how to resolve it. So like, Job, how the f- how do you get him out of the box? And he's like, I forgot that part. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's when all the shit starts happening. And then that's when they find out they're not brother and sister. Like, everything falls apart on this episode. And that's the last one we get for years. But, dude, if you haven't seen that show, man, you're missing out. That yeah. show is so fucking funny. I thought it'd be dumb. Watched it, fell in love with it. I, I probably binge watched the first Arrest, three seasons. Arrested Development's one of the more underrated. Oh, such a great because, show! Because because there are shows that are funnier than it. Like yeah, Parks obviously. and Rec are fun. Is funnier and better. Um, you a may, lot of levels. May, you may even argue that The Office is funnier and better. I like The Office, but, but I don't think it's that funny. Arrested people De- say it is. Arrested Development is extremely underrated. Like I, I oh Arrested Development's God what, one of my top like. The freaking I I I watch I don't watch full Office episodes, but I watch Office clips online. No, it's oh funny. Oh my it, god, it has its moments. When freaking Steve Carell is sitting, and he's doing his um, meeting, and she walks in and brings him a sticky note, and he goes, "I'll call him back." And Kevin goes, 
he never calls him back. Yeah, like, <laughs> some of it's funny. Like, I think the best episodes are the early episodes. And as much as I love The Office, I won't say it's one of the funniest things I've I think, ever. I think season two, season three are, like, some of the best television. I like all of them up until... Uh, basically when Steve Carell leaves, yeah, that's Steve when it starts getting hard to watch. I, I did watch all of them because Spader wasn't bad. He added some sort of humor and blend to it. But after Carell leaves, it feels empty. But you get a lot of cameo appearances. Like you got Will Ferrell and one where he's a complete douchebag to everybody. One where my girl Jessica Alba shows up. Like, dude, there's a lot that goes on yeah, in them. The, the Office is... The Office has some of the best television of all time. You can't deny it. And success, some of the basically. worst television of all time. Well, a lot of the first episodes are really bad. Oh, I find them funny, the but they're hard to sit through. First season is really tough. Because they're really and, dry. And, and, and Steve Carell is not being Steve Carell, and that's the issue. Yeah, he's, he's trying, trying to be, the character to be too much. far too serious. I think one of the dumbest episodes like, I watched was the Michael Scorn movie they made. That was stupid. Like, the, the, the whole thing with, um, like, Prison Scott would have never been around if yeah. season one Michael was around all the time uh, Prison Mike oh my god Prison Mike is so funny I think one of the funniest fucking episodes is where the, the HR dudes they're talking about diversity and Steve Carell's being super fucking racist and they're like that's what we're talking about and he's like no way Holmes like he's just saying <laughs> shit he's wearing a do-rag and shit <laughs> Toby's one of the best characters on there but he's so hated by everybody or like I love um, Creed. That is named Creed. Yeah, uh, Creed. Old Ball, guy that's always yeah. yeah. He's still in shit. Like those characters don't get any recognition because they're not really main characters, but they're the best part. Like, don't get me wrong, Krasinski is awesome. I love. He's yeah. one of the head of the shows. But I think the best character on there by far is Kevin. Like, freaking when that woman's all like, "You stop being mad, mean to that poor retarded man." He goes. You think I'm retarded? <laughs> right, I love when he brings the chili. It's a you know tradition. He fucking drops it. He's trying to scoop it up with paper. Well, the thing about The Office is all the bloopers are funnier than the actual show. Oh, yeah, dude. And there's one where they're talking to him about like, when they drop the chili. He goes, well, you see, we had extra like hunks of carpet. We did all this. Yeah. But what we did think about was me. Like, I didn't have extra clothes. So we had one shot. Thank God we did one shot because if we just would have messed up. Yeah, right. I have extra clothes, so we were screwed. Or when they're doing the basketball episode, and freaking Kevin's out draining three pointers like just nonstop. Right, <laughs> that's real. It actually happened. Yeah, they were getting ready to they're getting ready to um film, and they like stepped away, and Kevin was just draining threes, and so some. Some person just took a camera and started recording Kevin draining Trained, threes. Yeah. And they're like, this has to be in the show. This is too freaking hilarious to not well, be in the right. show. Right, it's like ironic. Like his band, apparently, according to some of the things I've seen, the character of Kevin wasn't supposed to have a band. But they were like, this is kind of funny. Like he's He just goes and picks these instruments up because, like, again, he's not supposed to be the band. Him and a few of the other guys they had hired started doing music, and they were like, he's actually interesting. It's good and it's funny, so they throw it in there. A lot of that show is improv, too. Like, one of the biggest complaints from the actress that played Pam, uh, Rain Wilson, their biggest complaints was that Steve Carell, he did a lot of his lines, like, off the top of his head. He didn't follow a script and it irritated them, but they kind of learned to appreciate that, and that's the best part because, to me, when they do it off the top of their head, they're a genius. 
Yeah, they, and like how he holds it together. That's Steve Carell. I'm like, dude, dude I don't, perfect. I don't understand how anybody ever got through a week of that show without getting fired. I got fired. I right, I've watched hold. so many episodes. Like, here's the funniest part. I don't think people actually think about this. The character, he's one of the writers of the show. I always forget his name. He, he's the young guy that played the Jew, um, the little man from Inglorious Bastards. He gets involved in the company and embezzlement. So yeah, he starts out as an intern. Then he takes over the company, gets into embezzlement, he gets arrested and fired, and then they rehire him as an intern again later down the road. And I was like, wait a minute, isn't this the fucking dude that they arrested? Like, it is so funny. Or no, there's a, there's a there's an episode, the episode where they're worried about um, they're worried about oh what's his name Stanley's freaking health. Yeah, and they're talking to him, and there's there's a whole bunch of riffs of. They were like, hey, Steve, just do stuff. And he goes, man, eat some broccoli once in a while. He's, and he goes, I'm not dealing with this. And he stands up and goes, ugh. Because even the sound you make when you stand up, it's so freaking fun. I would have died. Everybody's dying. Rain Wilson can't right. even sit in his chair. Like, I don't understand how anybody got through that, right. any of those episodes without dying. What's weird is it gets really good when it gets kind of serious. That's where I think the show picks up is when it gets serious. Like... Jim leaves Scranton to go to the other office to get away from Pam because he's in love with her, but she's about to marry the dick bag in the basement. That's when it gets serious. Like, wait a minute, this show's tone changed. I think that's why Parks and Rex is good because when it starts out, it's just off the top humor, but then oh, it gets and, serious. And Chris Pratt is just genius. Well, see, and, what I loved is he was supposed to be a guest star, and they ended up yeah, making him a regular. Like, and, uh, yeah, and the thing is, is um, they talked to the writers, and they were like, Chris Pratt pisses me off. Because we will sit for weeks and weeks and write these scripts and, and write these script. funny jokes. And he will just say something in 30 seconds, which is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. It pisses me off. Right. Well, because like, understandable. Like, I did all this hard fucking my, work, my but it's fa- better when he does his yeah, own. And my favorite, my favorite line of improv in that whole show is when, when Amy Poehler's character is right. sick. And so they're getting her out and they're walking her out. And freaking Andy goes, hey, I think I found out what your problem is. And the lady goes, what? And he goes, it says here that you may have network connectivity issues. And I talked to him. That's fully freaking just him. He wasn't even supposed to be at the computer. Right. Why was he there? That is so fun. That's the funniest joke of the show. And he made it up in 30 seconds. Right. You know what I love about Chris Pratt is he's a decent human being. A lot of people hate him for being a Christian. Right. But think of it like this. You got a man who's an open Christian who's that fucking funny, too. It's like his... Uh, so he was a he became a born-again Christian. He wasn't a Christian when he started out in Hollywood. Happened over time. But you got to remember, the old him never left, too. Because they look at him and they think, oh, Christian, horrible person. It's the same fucking guy. Yeah, and he's so popular and people same love him guy. so much. And they can't retaliate against him. Yeah. And they hate him for it. Well, yeah, he... He's the perfect example of what sells. You can't get rid of something that sells. Sure, they can cut things, and that's when we learn there's a lot of blowback, but he has proven that you can't cut him. If you get rid of him, no Guardians of the Galaxy. You get rid of him, no blockbuster hits. Even movies like, uh, God, what's the one he did recently on Prime where he's like going into the future to fight a war or whatever? That movie was weird, but it proved to be a freaking hit for Prime. Granted, it was not good. Like, I was reading reviews, and I was like, yeah, I kind of felt this was a mixed movie, but 
he alone is what drew an audience into that movie. It's like Tom Cruise. You can say what you want. He's a shitty actor, but he sells. Right. He makes serious money. Those Mission Impossible movies suck, but they make serious money. I'm a little weird with those movies. I, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but I like the first three. I couldn't get into the newer series. I was like, man, just end these fucking movies. It's like Fast and Furious. I'm kind of over it. I, I watch it in morbid curiosity. Well, that's how I am. Because I'm like, yeah. okay, let's see this midget do crazy things. Yeah, he's like 5'7 or something like that. He's tiny. He's the he's like literally hanging from the side of an airplane as they take off. Like, what the hell are you doing? They had to rebuild an airplane to make him look big. <laughs> stop, stop trying to be Jackie Chan. Right, and that's what a lot of it is. Like, He's proven that you can stay away from straight to DVD. Because a lot of these actors end up going that route. Nicolas Cage has been going there for a while. John Travolta is there. Which sucks because that's where he went in his early days. Does Pulp Fiction, gets back up there, and then 2000s, right back into straight. Like, it's like a curse for some of them. Or Steve, um, God, what the fuck's his name? Under Siege. Um, damn it. Steven Seagal. He, um, he was good, first few movies, right? Well, he was terrible, but he's that action star that sold until people got sick of it and they realized he's really not that impressive. Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's really not that impressive. I like him. I love his work. But he goes straight to DVD, and that's where he's been forever. Yeah, it's what happened to um, Rambo. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I have not seen a new movie of his since Expendables 3, which was years ago, by the way. And even those movies are kind of like... I like them because they, they're the homage. They're, to they're, they're interesting. Yeah, they're, not... like, they're, the, they're the movie that every fanboy like me had. I want to see Stallone, Schwarzenegger, all of them. What made me mad was they did the uh, the movie the, es- the Escape Plan or whatever it was Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and Vincent D. Onfario or what you know what I'm talking about the guy that played Kingpin. So it's about how they're in a prison and they got to figure out how to get out of there and escape. It was supposed to be their big time face to face movie that everyone wanted. Dude, that movie sucks. It's probably one of the worst movies I've seen. I thought Expendables was better, and those are terrible. And I'll admit them, they're bad movies, but those are the movies for you fanboys that are like, I want to see Chuck Norris and Bruce Willis on the same screen. Right. But you only get it for like two minutes. The whole movie is ridiculous action. But, yeah, you know, I watch a lot of movies with the curiosity, too. Like, I don't really care for romance films or, you know, chick flicks, whatever. I watch some of them, though, with curiosity. I'm like, I'm curious about these movies. What makes this so great or why is this? One of the most viewed films out there, I got to... I got to look at it at least. Some of them are okay. Some of them I just, I'm like, no, now I know why I don't watch them. Fast and Furious is getting that way again. Uh, I can't watch those movies. It's too retarded. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get into John Cena's character from Suicide Squad in an HBO show. Did you hear about that? He got his own show, a spinoff show they're doing for... Why? Right, like, why? He died. Unless they managed to figure out, like, oh, he didn't actually die. But Peacemaker, I couldn't remember his fucking name. I don't care enough to see a show off of his character. He was the best part of that movie, yes, but I still see him as John Cena wearing a suit. Yeah, John Sheena can... Sheena. (laughs) John Cena can suck my ball sack. Um, Anyways, we are getting there, but I'd like to take this last minute to basically say thank you guys for watching. We hope to have this video kind of edited properly and it can be out to you guys to rewatch. 
those of you that uh, for those of you that missed it or for like I said whatever reason couldn't get into it, you will thank you much support. You will be able to actually see this or hear it on the regular Krieger's podcast yes. platform that we always use. It'll be out Monday at six a.m. Might be a little edited. We'll see. Uh, this was kind of a surprise for you guys. This was something that we thought would be special. That's why we did it. Um, it'd probably be a while before we do it again, but would love to have this again. You know, when when we're all set up, we're going to have a studio. We're going to totally Joe Rogan it. Maybe not necessarily Joe Rogan because Austin and I have never done DMT, so we won't be talking about that. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll get one of those RVs and stick a table yeah, with it. Yeah, there we go. Like like we did when we did this first episode. That, that's what Joe Rogan does. Is he's he's got a bus that he stuck a table in. Do you know that? Really? His whole podcast is done in the back of a bus. That's a great setup. You watched his show? No property taxes. Yeah, let's go to Texas. That's where this show is headed. No, I'm just kidding. Um, We're going to Alaska. <laughs> stay in the loop, though. Later down the road, we will do a third hour, third episode, whatever. Uh, eventually we are going to start doing these, maybe not necessarily live, but we're going to record them for people to watch yeah. on YouTube and other platforms. Maybe at some point we'll do another live episode. I really enjoyed this. I had fun. Austin, thanks for being here. Uh, damn, the whole year. I can't believe this. We're still going to keep going. 25 more years. Or at least till we have no one listening. Just kidding. You guys do make a difference. You are why this actually happens. If it wasn't for you guys, I don't think we would really do this. Because it would be like talking to ourselves. I mean, I, I love doing it. But because of you guys, because you're still here and supporting it, it's a big deal. It helps us keep going. And there's plenty of more to come. Really, I see this as we're just getting started. There's so much more we're going to be doing. Otherwise, in the meantime, check us out at thegreatearthpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. You know, we're on freaking any platform you can think of where you can listen to a podcast. Yes, Absolutely. Otherwise, thanks, guys, for listening and watching this time around. Celebrating one year of the Great Girls Podcast and forever to go. Awesome, buddy. It's been fun. I'm going to see you on the Friday show. Adios.